I'd like a decent idea for an episode intro because I got nothing for the fucking Christmas episode. Well, sucks for you. Hey guys, welcome back to a very special episode of Capacity the Geek. I'm Alex and I'm joined as always with Bobby and Walter. Hey everybody. Hello. Actually, I should probably be saying that Bobby and Walter are joined with me because we're recording at a different location tonight. We're recording in my bedroom. In an apartment where we keep super quiet, so this is going to be a dedicated, super soft Christmas episode, except we're not talking about letter counting. Yeah. Oh, we could have done the letter counting Christmas episode. That would have been great. But, yeah, um, I didn't think about that idea until I got to work today. Oh, man. I could use a spin. <laughs> well, it's Christmas. That wonderful time of year where... Spirits are bright, and lights are brighter. But one thing we can all agree on around this time of year is that there's a lot of damn Christmas specials out there. A lot of damn good ones, too. And they, they can't all be good. They can't. You know, like uh, Eight Crazy Nights. Hey. Hey. It's more of a Hanukkah movie, but there's Christmas elements. Hey, Crazy Nights is a good time. I mean, it seems like a good time all over now, boy. I'm just gonna retract what I was going to say. So, I thought we'd do a special episode. Um, our rules are off tonight. It doesn't matter if we've all seen these or not, but we've hand selected three different Christmas themed episodes of shows that we like. And we're gonna show each other them. And, uh, we have a few gifts for each other. Um, it's almost like you could actually call us the Three Wise Men, except it's not January yet, and, uh, at least only one of us is wise. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so how it's gonna work is we're gonna three, us three guys, are gonna go in the order of Walter, Bobby, and then myself, showing three Christmas episodes from TV shows that we like, and uh, we have gifts for each other, and we're going to open them live on air. So, Walter, we decided, since ours go from animated special to animated live-action hybrid special to completely live-action special, that you would start us off. Right. And uh, what special did you pick? And also give them the season and episode number and the title. I picked season 2, episode 14 of Rugrats, entitled The Santa Experience. Okay, tell us a little bit about this episode before you go on in. Well, it's about the Pickles family and the extended clan, including the Nader families, um, going on a trip and <coughs> meeting Santa. And Angelica's very skeptical about Santa. And throughout the episode, we'll see if something happens to say change her mind. All right, that being said, why don't we start the Santa Experience. Roll film. All right, and we are back from watching the Santa Experience from the Rugrats. Um, so what did you guys think of the episode, boys? It's pretty good. Um, definitely prefer the Hanukkah episode. Yeah, that would have been a totally great episode to watch. But you know, Christmas. Uh, 
It's been fun. Technically in the period of Hanukkah did, this year. Did, didn't they, uh, didn't they kind of have some Christmas items from in Greece? Oh, yeah. 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 They, they kind of mostly told about it this really long time. Yeah. But it's one of the most critically acclaimed um, uh, stories of Hanukkah. I mean, it's definitely better than Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, and, uh, I agree with that. Yeah. And um, funny fact about that, uh, the character Boris, who is the grandfather of Tommy, Bill, and Angelica, was um, was considered anti-Semitic by the Anti-Defamation League. I'm, I'm not even kidding that. They, they had it on, his, on their website that he con they considered him a, a caricature of a Jewish man. A very racist caricature of a Jewish man. I don't see that at all. You mean... Walter, Walter. Keep man it. is very Jewish. Keep him busy. As you, as you see, you know, I can't say that. Okay. I just, like, prove the... Improve, improve it right. Prove it right. And then I would like the and I would like break the anti Semite for saying that like you know he's definitely a caricature of a Jewish man. He a is stereotypical Jew. Yeah, a stereotypical Jew. He speaks in that accent, the old world accent. Um, definitely has a prominent nose, which is kind of a a thing. In yeah, I mean. You look at that face and you, you yeah. <laughs> but you guys haven't seen Boris in a few years, but yeah, that. I mean, last time was honestly, it just looks like an old version of Tommy. It's his grandpa, his other grandpa, the one that didn't sleep through Pearl Harbor. That, yeah, the one that, that that's lived, canon. That was the one that lived through uh, Auschwitz. Yeah, I think he actually is a Holocaust survivor, they say. Amazing. Now, Jesus. is that grandpa on mom's or dad's side? I don't remember. Well, gee, I mean, Stu and, Stu. Stu and Lou. Uh, well, Lou's, Lou's... Yeah, Stu, Lou, and Drew. And Stu and Drew always call him Pop. Take a wild guess. I haven't watched Pearl Hearts in a long time. Right. Well, I mean, by Jewish law... Tommy and Dill are technically Jewish because their mother was raised in a Jewish household. Yeah. Jews, if you can correct me on that, please send no, me. No, 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 it's legit. It is? It's real? Yeah, we're friends with Kyle. Found that out through one of Kyle's Jewish friends. Oh, yeah, Kyle was Jewish. Rip in peace, ugly one. Uh, I hate the mom. We love you, Kyle. Filthy bastard. We hope you listen to this podcast in heaven. Is there a Jewish heaven? Oh, yeah, no, they just don't believe in hell. Oh. Kyle, if you can confirm that, send an email to <laughs> <laughs> I'll know it's from heaven because it's going to be under gold. It's going to be in a gold label from heaven. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, he's Jewish. Come on. Jesus is Jewish? Yeah, yeah. well, he's not a Messiah. you got to say, like, Moses. Did Moses have the one? I'm, this is one of those. This is one of those tangents we go on where I'm not sure if we're gonna edit it out or if we're gonna keep it on there. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I feel like in Kyle's spirit, we gotta keep it up there because we love him so much. Yeah. Anyway, 
back to the episode. Yeah. But yeah, I could not be happier that Matilda's a character. Oh, yeah. But I I don't know if the Joe Flair is calling it out now that it's not anti-Semitic. They just said that it's a... The Anti-Defamation League just stated that it was a very, very stereotypical caricature of a Jewish man, which, yeah. And that, that is uh, that is the version from the movie where it's a little bit polished. I'm going to pull up the version from the TV show where... Uh... Oh my god, that's just <clears throat> mind-clipping. Yeah, it's Klasky Chupo, which definitely they have an... He ast- looks like he doesn't have a jaw. He looks like the actual uh, description of Deadpool in Deadpool 2. Oh yeah. Like... I can't get over the fact that it like he doesn't have a jaw. Right. He's got some jowls in there. Um, no jaw, so, just jowls. Hey. 98% body fat. As much as we all love the Jewish people, I dated a Jew, but I think we should actually talk about the episode that we watched for once. <laughs> <laughs> Even though my last thing is that like he looks more of a stereotypical Jew than Max from Mary and Max does. He does. Looks like a pretty stereotypical Jew. Oh yeah, no, that that is that is a very Jew. And I can't believe we didn't touch on that in the Mary and Max episode. We didn't touch on a lot of things in the Mary and Max episode. That's how we roll. Remember, kids, you're a capacity geek. If you can geek about it, you can talk around it. So, so, um, the whole concept of this episode is the belief in Santa, and uh, Angelica uncovers the quote-unquote truth in this episode about Santa Claus, but maybe he's real? There's definitely not a lot of it, but there's definitely mystical, spiritual, and um, paranormal elements in the Rugrats series. Um, One example is obviously that episode where Tommy goes into space, um... Obviously, it's in the same universe as the Wild Thornberries, so uh, Eliza's, you know, magic talking to animals exists in this universe. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by a lot of carbonation. Yeah, oh yeah. It's, it, we're in a very tiny room, just burping away. It's It smells amazing in here. It's fantastic. <laughs> Ugh. This episode brought to you by Wedgwick and Apple. You can't actually say that it's sponsored by someone because if they actually hear it, they're going to sue our asses. Unless. No, Roger, that's a weird thing. She can't do that. <laughs> Not actually sponsored by Red Wick and Apple. Please don't sue us. Also, Red Wick and Apple isn't actually that good. It's just okay. I like your strawberry ale. That's pretty good. I have had the strawberry. Thank you for telling me if you've had the strawberry or not. Um... Okay, so the belief in Santa. Um, but Santa definitely exists in the Rugrats universe from what the episode tells us at the end where they think that the Santa, the male order Santa that they hired, um, arrives at the end, but he doesn't. It's supposed to be like the actual Santa. <laughs> I kind of really like the C plot with uh, Phil and Lil, um, where it is kind of a take on the gift of the Magi which is this very classic story. Uh, really nice Christmas story, almost done as many times as the Christmas Carol has been done. 
But, um, you know, obviously, uh, selling your pocket watch to get hairbrushes for your girlfriend while your girlfriend uh, donates her hair or sells her hair to get you a chain for your pocket watch, you know, it's definitely about the spirit of giving and uh, the sacrifices that it takes uh, with Phil and Lil obviously being duped by Angelica. And, um, you know, uh, what did you guys think about Angelica in this episode? She definitely takes a turn from what she usually does. And she tries to be good because she realizes that uh, Santa obviously might be real. I definitely thought at the beginning of the episode, she was very much her normal, very selfish, very manipulative child character. But at the end, she realizes the error of her ways. She's giving. She's remorseful in a way. I think for the most part, she gets what she wants, except for, you know, the, the car. car and the garage. Yeah. Uh, this... that it's, uh, it, it's a lump of coal. Which is kind of a fun compromise at the end. And, uh, you know, I definitely think that the fear of God got put into Angelica that day. To quote the uh, guy from uh, Cogs on the Dead, better luck next year. You mean, better luck next time, fuckboy. <laughs> I like your version. Yeah, have I shown you that where it's Dr. Eggman? and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that. yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I like that, but I'm, uh... uh it also kind of reminded me of one of those episodes, one of the Christmas episodes of the South Park, where um, the opening where Cartman's going over the numbers of all the bad things he's done the in the year with uh, Kyle's cousin Kyle, and uh, he's oh like, God, Kyle's cousin Kyle, I'm back, but uh, Cartman is like, uh, you know, I I've brushed my teeth once in a while. Does that count? And then he's like. It's not being good, that's just practicing regular hygiene. <laughs> hold up, hold up. If Grandpa Boris is considered an offensive Jewish caricature, what the hell do they think of Kyle's cousin Kyle? It's South Park, who gives a shit? Yeah, dude. It's, it's mainly that it was a, it was like, a stereotypical caricature, a caricature like, of it. Have you seen any of this current season where like, any of the I've last season, Mexican Joker? I've seen I haven't that. seen that. What? I've seen a little bit of the current season, and it's wonderful. Like, the whole Mexican Joker thing is basically like, hey, government, if you keep on deporting all these people for no apparent reason, you're going to create a Mexican Joker. Like, you know, the Batman Joker. Except Mexican Joker is going to fuck your shit up. Isn't Joaquin Phoenix somewhat Hispanic? I think so. I mean, judging by the name. Joaquin, yeah, Joaquin. but then again, his brother was River Phoenix, and but I think they were adopted. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, um, adopted, like, you know, you're Hispanic by default. Joaquin Phoenix, if you want to correct us, email the show at, I actually don't remember our email, but I'll get to it. Just tweet us. Yeah, tweet us at uh, capacity underscore two. I fucked up when it came to usernames. Follow us on Instagram at Cap to Geek Podcast. I think that's the Instagram handle. If it's not, oh well. Remember, kids, we only ever update our Facebook. We need to get better at this. We do. We do. It's almost like we don't have a social media manager.
So, um, before we move on to Bobby's, why don't we do our first round of gift opening? Alright, alright. I have some gifts right here. There are yours, Bobby. And there's yours, Bobby. Alright, Bobby, why don't you open yours first? Gotcha, I must say, you actually did better at rapping than I thought you would. I learned it from uh, Facebook. It's not that funny. I so learned it from watching you. Oh, my boy. My boy. What do we got, Bob? Princess Mononoke on Blu-ray and DVD. And Ponyo on Blu-ray and DVD. Nice, nice. Ponyo is quite possibly one of the most adorable little things I've ever seen. And a uh, cool thing about Ponyo, this is the uh, Disney Presents Studio Ghibli version. Oh. Which I think that's the only version that they have out there. And uh, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they did. Well, actually, by the looks of it, the G Kids version of uh, Princess Mononoke. Uh, Bobby, if I can get you from Six to Midnight for a second, I haven't seen either of those movies. It could be an episode. It could be two. I'm pretty sure Ponyo is the only Studio Ghibli movie I've ever seen. All right, my turn. <laughs> could you read the? Ponyo Sasquatch. Oh, too long. Ah, <laughs> oh, hell yes. It is the deluxe vinyl edition of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the original film, which is one of my favorite um, soundtracks of all time. Hooked uh, on a Feeling, uh, Spirit in the Sky. Uh, you know, um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Uh, I remember great. all those in the movie. Where did they have Spirit in the Sky in that movie? Spirit in the Sky is, um, it's, it's in the movie. It's like in one of the flying scenes. Okay. Yeah. And one of my favorite things about the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack is that they do something that not a lot of films do, where the trailer, um, the songs in the trailer actually appear in the movie, so done a feeling in the first movie uh, actually appears in the movie. Yeah. It's not just the trailer song. I and um, Fox on the Run, it appears in the soundtrack of the second movie. I don't believe it appears in the actual movie itself. But, uh, yeah. I think Hooked on a Feeling is one of the best used songs in the first one. Right. Like, that prison scene is just peak. Like, especially the intro of the prison scene. That's great. Thanks, Walter. No problem. All right, Bobby. All it's right. your turn for a special. What do we got? So, the episode I chose is specifically uh, Season 2, Episode 11 of Community, titled Abides Uncontrollable Christmas. So, uh, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are on Community. I watched the, fir the first couple episodes of the first season right after I got off my high of Parks and Recreation. Um, it was fun, but I kind of lost track of things. So, before we go on, Walter McCain, do you have any other Puerto Rican? My boy, Boricua! Oh, that's, that's a point for you. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, Abed, which I'm sure, like, Walter, like I said, no, actually, you, we've had this talk before. You've never actually watched it. So, this is going to be your first time seeing this episode. And then, same with you, your first time seeing this episode. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually in Foxport, but it's in Indiana. Well, guess what? Most community is nothing like this episode. <laughs> but uh, Abad's uncontrollable Christmas. So Abad is a Muslim who loves Christmas. Okay. But, you know, his faith doesn't celebrate it, but he absolutely loves it. And uh, <clears throat> um, in the year, uh, I guess in the year that this episode takes place, he sort of, like, Sorry, I accidentally almost clicked. Uh, I clicked on the YouTube notification. I was about to start playing Mr. Sunday movies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, the year that this episode takes place, Abed sort of uh, disassociates from reality oh. because uh, he found out some tragic news. So his um, his. Uh, his version of the meaning of Christmas has been lost. Okay, sweet. Is this one of the Russo-directed episodes? I don't know, but I will say, like I said, it's a, uh, like, you know, hype, like, live-action animation hybrid. This episode is purely claymation. Purely claymation? Like I said, Abed disassociates from reality. Okay, so. But it's still, it still has some live-action elements, right? No. Oh, it's completely claymation. Yes. Well, I guess that's I guess that's fine. Um, uh, to go with our animation, live action animation hybrid, then completely live action. Technically. Technically, it works. Entitled. Technically, the truth. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, why don't we roll this, this episode again? Once again, my Chromecast is uh, going kind of slow, so gotta give it a second. All right. What's the title of this again? Abed's uncontrollable Christmas. All right. So let's roll from. We're back after watching Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas from Community, and uh, you really picked the doozy, huh, Bob? I'm good at that. I can't help it. Oh my God! I no, I guess it's not a Christmas episode without a little bit of feeling, huh? Yeah. yeah just the season. Okay, so why don't you give us a little background on Community before we start? So, Community, it's about a group of students at Greendale Community College. Um, it's typically healthcare heavy, but, um, you know, you gotta get the feels in there, you really do. Just the infliction you've been doing this entire episode, I feel like you're gonna bust out some sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this what we're doing? Are we recreating the SML sweaty balls skit? I'm just gonna... You know, pretend I actually watched SNL religiously. Oh, oh my god, you guys don't know what sweaty ball is. I'm aware of it. Yeah. I'm aware of it too. Oh my god, but um speaking of SNL, Eddie Murphy was uh guest tonight. He apparently did a uh Black Mr. Rogers, I heard. Yeah, the Mr. Robinson thing with a with yeah. Randy Gary. That's good, that's good. I remember the last time he uh again we're just trying not to talk about our subject here, but <laughs> the last time he was on the show, he was in the fifth, he was in the 40th uh, anniversary special for SNL, and, like, they showed, like, a clip show of his stuff, and then, like, him for, like, a minute was like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, he didn't really do anything in that special, but it's nice that he got to come back and have some fun, um, but, wow. Uh, just a little bit of a foreshadowing, but both me and Walter's specials were, were 
from shows from the 90s. So yours was the most modern special out of all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can honestly say that it's a classic, you know, just uh, it really, it, it, it has the fun of community and it allows them to, it allows them to go a little more, I'm guessing it allows them to get a little more surrealistic than what they usually do, uh, obviously. And um, it's from start to finish completely claymation. Uh, Unless you want to count at the end where they... Where they did the whole, like, fade into the TV screen. Yeah. But, I don't know. And I feel like this is probably the moment in the show where... well, you've seen the show. Is this like the moment in the show where they establish that they're more like a family? I would say yes. Um, like specifically this, I think, because like it's been a while since I've been rewatching Community or Continuity uh, Yahoo season. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched like two episodes of the Yahoo season. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've watched the first five seasons, and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this takes place before The Darkest Timeline. If I'm wrong, you know, Donald Glover, hit me up. Donald Glover, to correct him, please email the show at... (laughs) But, yeah, if I'm right, this takes place before The Darkest Timeline, where everything kind of gets spooky again. Oh, boy. But it takes place after Pierce got shot. <laughs> right, yeah, because they show him in kind of a Christopher Reeve-like wheelchair where he's where he has to blow to move around. Right. Which, he can't just move the wheelchair <laughs> regularly. But, um... It's Chevy Chase. He deserves better. It is. I don't know. I hear, especially, like, from Kevin Smith, he's kind of a dick in real life. I've done him. Yeah. I... Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Um, Same with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bruce Willis is a massive dick. Yeah, I remember Kevin Smith talking about how much of a pain he was to work with. Didn't he, like, almost threaten to beat up Kevin? Or didn't he almost beat up Kevin? I don't remember. It sounds like Bruce Willis to me, though. Yeah. I just remember, like, what was that movie that had Bruce Willis in it? Uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, I know what it is. It's it's a Kevin Smith directed film. Yeah. But, uh, and Kevin Smith would give him directions and he would just be like, no. Right. And, he, and um, they give him like lines of dialogue to. They call him sides in the industry where it's basically a part of the script you're shooting that day just to keep you refreshed. Um, he would just cut out lines of dialogue and just call him Chata. I think that's what he was called. That's what uh, Kevin Smith was saying that he was saying Chata or whatever. But uh, okay, the um, cop out. Cop out. That's right. Cop out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember. I forget where it was, but I heard Kevin Smith talking about that, and he said what a pain Bruce Willis was to work with. I'm pretty sure he was a special too fat for forty. That's right. About that special is like he's like I'm going to try because this is my 40th birthday special. I'm going to try to answer as many questions as possible because I tend to drag on. He answered one question (laughs) throughout the entire special. He was on one question. Kevin Smith, we love you. The show loves you. 
Kevin Smith, please email the show at. <laughs> no, okay. So yeah, Community is a great show, and um, you know this episode definitely makes me want to watch more of it. And uh, you know, maybe we'll get to talk about this great show again sometime. Stay tuned for our community retrospective. Hashtag six seasons in a movie. I'll tell you what, Bobby. If they actually put steam into the community movie, I will executive produce a sideshow where you talk about every episode. I like it. But you have to edit them all. Bro, I still have to edit the Rainbow Fest. Oh, God. You have to edit this one before Christmas. <laughs> this is obviously going to be in the front burner for you right now. But uh, you better be editing while we're recording. Oof. Email the show at... Alright, so why don't we move on to gifts and then the next. Alright, so Alex, as I said, part two of your gift is in the mail still. Thanks, okay. USPS. Walter, there's yours. Well, part of yours, actually. Alex, there's yours. Part of yours. Who should open first? Are we going to do his second part two? Or are we going to save that for like closer to the end? Let's let's let him do his. We'll do all of ours now. So okay. Uh, why don't I go first then, since he's gonna get two. Or you know what? You open your first one. I'll open mine, and then we'll open your second one. Bob, we have to use the appropriate amount of wrapping paper. Oh my God! It's a carrying case for the mic. Yeah, that way you don't forget about it next time. Fuck. With one time. Thank the you. first time. Alright. What is this? Oh my god, is this uh this is a bag of teas, right? Yes, it's uh, specifically a sample pack. Mm. I got uh, you know, some of the gayest diffusers that I've ever seen shipping in the mail from Oregon. Thanks, USPS. This episode is not brought to you by USPS. Sweet. I gotta get an infuser for this one, don't I? They're coming in the mail. Oh, I love you. They were supposed to be here with yesterday. I am allowed to give them out. Alright. Okay, so Walter, you get your second gift now. Which one is it? Bloody. Where would I tap the... As you see, that is a sequin pillow. Yeah. I need you to flip up all the sequins for me as I uh, choose an appropriate song. Oh he my god! <laughs> it's me on a pillow. No, what? It's not. No, no, it's Danny DeVito. Oh god, it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> we did not have scripted that. Oh it's me on a pillow. I love it. I love it so much. 
This might be the greatest Christmas gift of all time. <laughs> Once the ad stops. You're editing all of this, you know. Yeah. second i thought the picture on my chromecast was um credited to uh jeffrey epstein <laughs> oh boy instead it was uh jeremy emkin it's a very nice picture of a couple of dead trees i wonder if he killed himself too <laughs> <coughs> no oh shit i connected to the living room tv again so just do that i'm uh but have YouTube playing the Swedish national anthem, see what it does. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to tell him. <laughs> All right. Um, so I noticed a little bit of a pattern. Uh, I might be wrong with this, but what episode in season two was yours, Walter? Um, what do you want to come in for today? It was somewhere around 14. 14. And yours was 10 of season two, 11. right? 11. Well, mine is, we're going to watch season 6, episode 10 of the groundbreaking 90s sitcom, which is a spinoff of the classic 80s sitcom Cheers, Frasier. And we're watching episode 10, and yours was 11, yours was 14. 14. So, kind of the middle 10 range is where they usually do Christmas episodes, which makes sense because if most TV shows premiere in the fall, around the 10-episode mark would be around December. Yeah, that's about the two-month mark. Right, so this is my favorite Christmas episode of Frasier. They've done a ton of them. Uh, There's obviously that one where uh, Frasier's son, Freddy, comes to visit, and he's a goth. (laughs) That's great. Um... During our discussion of this episode afterwards, I'm going to pull up a Frasier's goth song. I'm going to Chromecast it on there, so he will join in the podcast as well. And uh, there's uh, this one where uh, he double parks in front of a diner, and uh, I forget what goes on, but uh, he's making fun of uh, the way he parked without people knowing that he's the one who parked like that. And uh, he was actually making friends with them, and he actually had to sneak out of the diner and get to his car without them knowing (laughs) that it was actually him. 
Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird episode. But uh, this is Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mazowitz. And uh, there's a lot of episodes of Frasier that kind of deal with misunderstandings and having to cover your bases sort of thing where Frasier needs his family to act one way uh, to try and impress a girl or a co-patriot or cohort or whatever he needs uh, in the moment. And uh, in this one, uh, Frasier meets a young woman named Faye while Christmas shopping for his son, Freddy. And uh, they hit it off real well. And uh, he meets Faye's mother. But Faye, the entire time, was under the impression that he was Jewish when he is, in reality, a Catholic man. And kind of Catholic and... Jewish cultures clash when they decide not to tell his uh, tell Faye's mother that Frasier is actually not Jewish. So here is Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mazowitz. All right, we're back, and that was Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mazowitz. What a great way to round out the night, hey, guys? Mm-hmm. That might have been my favorite of the three episodes. Really? was um, top shelf television. Oh yeah, my three favorite sitcoms from the 90s. Seinfeld, Will and Grace, and Frasier. Honestly, they all just hit the different points in my life. Yeah. I, I love Frasier so much. He's, you know, we're on a radio show right now. Yeah. Frasier might have been a bit, a bit of an influence. Just a little bit. Kelsey Grammer, if you want to comment, you know the show. Um, but, yeah, it's mainly that middle scene where um, they have Mrs. Mazowitz up there, and they're just trying to, all three of them, for four of them, because Faye, Frazier, um, John Mahoney's character of Marty, who's the dad, and uh, Niles are just trying to pull off this uh, very elaborate, like, we're Jewish. Ruse. Yeah, just the, the ruse. And one of my favorite scene is where Niles is uh, dressed up like Jesus, and he comes out of the kitchen, and Frazier just yells out, Jesus! And Niles just runs back into the kitchen. It's honestly one of my favorite scenes of all of Frazier, because it's just the most nonsensical in this very dry, very just, it's funny but it's just a very dry um, highbrow humor show, but just one of the funniest scenes is that scene when Niles comes out in the Jesus costume or uh, just to sum up the series, because like I said it's already season 6 by the time this episode rolls around and uh, Frazier explains this very elaborate like, oh, Faye's mom doesn't know I'm not Jewish and I have to get somebody Jewish um, because she might freak out and then I was like okay like he's he's done this before this has happened before there was an episode where uh, Marty had to pretend to be gay to impress one of Frazier's dates uh, dads and uh, so they, they've done this concept before where they have to pretend to help another member of the family out and it's just by at this point I was like okay I can I can try or whatever, but um, um, I love how even before he knew what he had to do, uh, Marty just starts coming out like, oh, everything to make Frasier happy, everything to just already sounding like a very doubting uh, 
kind of demeaning Jewish parent. And he fits right in. And then the scene where Niles is trying to explain uh, how to answer every question with a question. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a great episode. Yeah, that, that definitely hit the point in so many scenes. Yeah. Um, my favorite little thing was the running thing of someone almost mentioning Christmas and then just being cut off. Oh, yeah. When uh, Eddie, the little dog, runs in in a Santa suit and Fraser just yells yeah. at him, Get out! And then he's like, How's that coat already? <laughs> oh my god. But um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, I almost said it while you're watching, but when he mentions that his son's half Jewish, there's an episode in a much later season, I believe it's season 9 or 10, where uh, Freddie, his son, uh, is getting bar mitzvahed. And they go to Boston, where Freddie is uh, living with his mother Lilith, who was in the original Cheers series. Because this is a sequel show to Cheers, right? right? Frasier showed up in Cheers, I believe, first episode of season three. And he he was a recurring member up until the finale. But um, yeah, they eventually gave him his his own show after that. And there have been uh, Cheers characters that came on. They had a whole Cheers reunion at one point where he came back to Boston for, I believe, Norm. Yeah, it was Norm. It's not John Ratzenberger's character. It was the other guy, Norm. Um, it was his. Uh, it was his uh, retirement party, and they had nearly everybody back. I think Ted Danson didn't come back for that episode, but Ted Danson appeared on uh, Frasier a couple times. But um, what I was gonna say is that Freddie, uh, Frasier's half Jewish son, um, later on in like season nine, I believe. He has his bar mitzvah, and uh, Frazier wants the uh, has to do a speech because he's his father, and um, he doesn't know. He wanted to do it in traditional Hebrew, and uh, thing is that he doesn't know traditional Hebrew, so he turns to one of his nerdy colleagues uh, named uh, Noel. His name is Noel, and uh, he asks him to teach him traditional Hebrew. But later on, before he starts his lesson, um, Noel hears Frazier. Uh, say something to Roz, uh, turns to Roz, uh, Frasier's producer, on the show, just saying how Noel is just this spineless loser or something like that, and Noel deliberately um, messes up the lesson, so uh, we don't know this yet, but Frasier gives the speech to his son at his bar mitzvah, thinking he's speaking in traditional Hebrew, but he's actually speaking in Klingon? <laughs> The entire time, and like everybody's like, "What is he talking about?" And then like one of the kids that got invited to the bar mitzvah was like, "That's not Hebrew. That's Klingon." <laughs> so I don't know. It's just Frasier. I definitely recommend it. Um, I know Walter. You said after we watched this episode, you wanted to um, watch a little bit more. You wanted to watch more Frasier. Um, Babish. Uh, I forget his actual name, but Andrew Ray. Andrew Ray from Binging with Babish. He adores this show as well. I think one of his earliest episodes was um, A Recipe from Frasier. I know he did a Frasier episode. And, I mean, hell, his original uh, format was the theme to Frasier opening up each episode. So. Yeah, and in a lot of his uh, interludes where he's like, you just have to let it sit to cook, he measures time in amount of episodes of Frasier you can watch. Yeah, Frasier is a pimp. First and foremost, he's like, 
he always has a new girl every episode. Um, he's always, you know, Fraser Fox. Fraser Fox. Fraser Fox. But uh, yeah, phenomenal show, phenomenal episode. There's a ton of different, just amazing Christmas episodes. Like when Freddy, um, you know, I told you with Fraser's goth son, which I never pulled up. I'll pull up uh, for you guys. Why don't you guys talk about the show for a second? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, I've seen bits and pieces of Frasier, and I've always had a respect for the show because I've known it's known as the, was known as the smartest show on television. Mm-hmm. And it really is. It's such nice, biting, like, highbrow. Just hits it out of the park every time. Oh my god. That is not Photoshop. That is that not. That kid doesn't fuck. No, Freddy. That kid cries. Yeah, that, that's Freddy as a goth. Oh, hey guys. Uh, my Chemical Romance did their uh, reunion shows this week. You know, yeah, you know Freddy showed up though. <laughs> Frazier's goth son showed up at that reunion. That kid belts out the lyrics to How I Am on a Daily Basis. Oh, jeez. Alright, so, um, I guess it's time we round out the Christmas episode with my gifts. Alright. Bobby dropped the gift. Walter. Thank you. Bobby. Alright. Open them. Oh my god, you got me the Fantastic Four 1994 on DVD. I can finally watch it. Bobby, what did you get? We got a nice little Judith sticker. And a yeah. show hoodie. Yep. hoodies. When we first started out, I got us show shirts made, so now we have show hoodies. Um, You know, if we get enough fans and followers, eventually we might get some of this stuff for sale. But uh, for now, they're uh, member exclusive. And, uh, you know, remember kids, if you want some of this merch, email the show at that's the right early that joke was hey gonna get cut. This gift gave me an idea for an episode. Fuck no. <laughs> Unless. No. No, we're not fucking doing Unless. that. Subscribe to our OnlyFans. Unless. <laughs> As our executive producer, I'm gonna tell you, Walter, no. Bobby, maybe. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Idea. What? If we ever get a Patreon, how about our first episode? About our first thing for the Patreon is us live reacting to the Fantastic Four 1994 film. As your executive producer, no. <laughs> As a co host, if we ever did do that, you don't have to pay for it. No, no, we'd. We would televise that shit. <laughs> Alright, well. Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry Christmas. Thank Merry Christmas. You. you know, um. I think I'd like to recite this one of my favorite Christmas poems. 
"'Twas the night before Christmas, and all throughout the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Merry Christmas to all, and to all good luck. We must never forget that Walter is a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good night, everybody.